When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Welcome to the official Wildcat Podcast, presented by Authentic Brand and Kansas Land Tire. Now, with almost 50 combined years on the K-State Sports Network, here are your hosts, Wyatt Thompson and Stan Weber. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Weekly Podcast, presented each week by Kansas Land Tire and by Authentic Brand Apparel. I'm Wyatt Thompson, the voice of the Wildcats, alongside is Stan Weber, longtime color analyst for K-State football and men's basketball. Well, on the show today, we are going to talk spring football and specifically defensively for Chris Kleiman and the Wildcats. Before we dive right into that, Stan, let's kind of recap last year because it was magical in so many ways. K-State played in the championship game in the Big 12. They beat TCU to win a league championship. And then, of course, we're in the Sugar Bowl, their very first New Year's Six Bowl, falling to Alabama. So they're building off of that as we move into 2023. Yeah, nice place to build from. Big 12 champions, man. So cool. Uh, third time K-State's been able to do that. Chris Kleiman gets it done with the Wildcats, uh, beating a good TCU team. They just did a nice job going through the regular season, and then they were able to go out and beat Michigan uh, when they were in the college football playoff to just show how good they were. But in between that, that regular season and the chance for them to play at the next level and even get to a national championship game, K-State was a better team right there in AT&T Stadium, uh, very close to the TCU campus. Just amazing why the think back to how many fans K-State had, uh, more fans at TCU, even though it was so close to TCU's home stadium, and the Wildcats went down and just played great football to win that game. And then against Alabama, you go back and see what they were able to experience. I think that everybody on the team that's going to be returning is going to learn a lot 
about the little intricacies that Alabama applies, you know, the coaching strategies, the perseverance, strength, and athletic ability, the smarts of Alabama. I think it's really going to help K-State. Wish we would have won the game, kept that lead early in the ball game in the Sugar Bowl. But the fact is, I think K-State learned, like, this is the elite football program in the country under Nick Saban, and here are some of the reasons why. And you can talk about them, uh, but when you actually feel it on the field, why, when you're competing against those guys and every little inch that you're trying to gain of leverage, uh, you can feel out there and you see how they got it done and how excellent they are, I think K-State can really learn something from Alabama. I think they're going to really use that. Obviously, the positiveness of the season is big. And then Chris Kleiman and his coaching staff really have things going on. We spent a lot of time recently talking about Jerome Tang and how the coaching staff and the players are all pulling in the same direction. There's some magic in there. Uh, The thing that we are now able to talk about as we transition to spring football is Chris Kleiman's got the same thing going on. Once he got out of COVID and back to normal schedules, and he'd been a little more tenured coach here at K-State and had all of his kids in as recruits and all those things, he really has got things rolling where there is a belief, a teamwork, a traditional K-State attitude of love and belief and hard work. I mean, it's really amazing how well K-State football team is put together right now from the head coach all the way down to the players. That's really well said. And as always is the case, K-State will lose some big pieces off of that championship defensive team. You think about Felix Anudike Uzama and Eli Huggins up front, and in particular in the back end, two really, really fine corners and Julius Brintz and Echo Boido. And for that matter, free safety Josh Hayes and the jack safety Jake Cheatham. Those are some losses, and and yet you look and you see a lot of returning guys, too. One guy that comes back that I'll start with on the defensive side and kind of just get your thoughts on him coming back for another year, and and I believe he could be a major factor for K-State in 2023, is Mike linebacker Daniel Deuce Green. Just your initial thoughts of him coming back for one more season. Well, it's just great news, Wyatt. Uh, There's no doubt about it. The guy in the middle... Uh, still matters. You know, it used to be three cl- three yards in a cloud of dust in the old days. The so <laughs> middle linebackers were making every tackle. You know, it's not Gary Spaney days, but still, when you have a leader in the middle that can help identify and communicate to the other players around what he sees by uh, pre-snap formations, uh, just little tricks of the trade that you learn that gives guys hints, reminders, and then just speed and ability to play. Earlier this week, Wyatt, I was over in St. Louis and uh, the only relevant part of that is I was around a couple who was showing me their senior pictures of a young lady I was able to meet and, and talk to about possible college choices. She's going to K-State. Nice. And so her dad went to K-State, and her mom's all on board, even though she went to Mizzou. I've met with them uh, in, in Manhattan. It's, so it's a great story. She's going to K-State, but they were showing me senior pictures. Look at this. This happened last week, her senior pictures. Oh, that's great. She's going to high school in St. Louis on her way to K-State as a freshman next year. But what did she have on in her senior pictures? Why? She had a K-State football jersey on. <laughs> and it was number 22. And her mom was saying you know, something about number 22. She's not tracking K-State perfectly. And said, well, I guess Deuce Vaughn has a lot of jerseys out there. And you know, that's why she was able to get this jersey. And it's great. And I go, hey, wait a second. Deuce Vaughn was great. But do you realize Daniel Green knew is number 22 and he's going to be back? So that jersey's perfect for K-Staters. <laughs> I said, she's going to wear it around campus, and it's not going to be Deuce Vaughn's jersey next year. Uh, so uh, there I was, so excited to introduce uh, the other number 22, Daniel Green, playing great football. 
And so, yeah, Wyatt, I'm very excited about him coming back. It's just going to make a giant difference for K-State because when you went down that list of players, those guys were so good, so solid, so experienced, and so talented that you think about this NFL draft coming up in Kansas City here in the month of April, and these guys might get their names called and be NFL draft picks. So what a group of players you talked about leaving the Wildcats defense last year. But, man, it is a big extra bonus that – that COVID freeze year type of deal that we still got some players who have a choice that they wanted to have an extra year of eligibility. They can play. And Daniel Green is the guy that I think is the feature poster child for K-State about, hey, I want to play another year for the Wildcats. So I'm so excited he's coming back. Yeah, no question. It's so big to have him back. And I think when you look at K-State's returners, along with Daniel, there to his side is Will linebacker Austin Moore. And he was the guy a year ago that that really just had such a big-time breakout, led the Wildcats on the tackle charts with 87. Uh, A guy that I think a lot of people really didn't know anything about, if I'm being totally honest. We all know who number 41 is now. Yeah, no doubt about it. He was just so steady and reminds you of the past great K-State teams where you might have a linebacking core that was so solid and one of them might have been just doing everything right, uh, down after down. You know, I think of uh, Travis Oaks or someone like that who just made plays and wasn't making those highlight real plays all the time, but just didn't make mistakes and was there as a supporting actor or a lead player if, if things were coming his way and he had to take on the block and make the tackle or something good wasn't going to happen. You know, you're counting on him. Austin Ward has played a sound season all year long. Uh, piling up the tackles, playing so smartly. And then when there are big plays needed wide, you go back and watch some of the the highlights where on a fourth down play, him sneaking through the defensive line area, past the offensive line area, into the backfield somehow to make a tackle, just reading plays very well. And again, how about that experience? You know, you got Daniel Green and Austin Moore. The brains part of this, there's a very intricate defensive system being used. This 3-3-5 can morph. White into so many different things. It could run like a 4-3 on one three, one play, run like a 3-4 on another, look like a, a nickel or dime coverage play on the next. They can line up near the same positions and play it completely differently. That's one of the cool things about this defense. But that only works if you've got guys who can play with variability and are smart enough to know how to change from one play to the next their assignments. And I think these guys really lead the way. Uh, Daniel Green, Austin Moore, super excited about what they're going to bring, the steadiness and the excellence that they're going to bring to the K-State defense. As I mentioned a moment ago, it will be difficult replacing Echo Boydo and also Julius Brents at the corner position. And I'm going to specifically ask you about that position or those positions now because we saw, as an example, what Jacob Parrish did last year. So excited about his future. Um, you, you look at some of the other corners that, for me, are very interesting right at the moment um, as we get towards the end of spring ball. One guy I have to ask you about is Keenan Garber. <laughs> that was one of the more intriguing stories of last year for me. Spent most of the year as a receiver. Late in the year, unbeknownst to most everybody, uh, they move him to corner, and he had a hand in that championship win against TCU, and he looks good this spring. What about those two young guys? Now, Jacob's a little younger than Keenan, obviously, but both of those guys are good players, and they can run. Yeah, first of all, for Jacob Parrish, you know, he's a true freshman from Olathe North. 
uh, who was in there last year. He's no longer a true freshman. I'm talking about last year. Yeah. And he just looked comfortable the whole time. Uh, it was not too big for him. He was playing behind some guys that had speed, size. You think about the length of a guy like Julius Prince, why the NFL is so excited about him, that he's just so tall for what we see in cornerbacks right now, and Echo Boido, the experience and the speed. And yet Jacob Parrish fit right in. Whenever he was called upon to play, you had to look very closely, Wyatt, to even notice that they'd made a change at cornerback, that they'd rotated somebody in. So that's the greatest compliment I can give to Jacob Parrish. He looks like he's ready to be a Big 12 cornerback, and it's just like a glove fitting on a hand perfectly. He seems a natural at it. He seems humble and ready to roll. So excited about him. Now, you wouldn't have said that about Keenan Garber because he was a wide receiver with speed, uh, working his way up the depth chart. Uh, another guy from Lawrence, Lawrence Free State, you know, Echo Boido was from Lawrence, and now you got Keenan Garber. But the fact that he was able to turn that elite speed around and move to the cornerback position and utilize it so effectively is pretty incredible. But when it happened, and you saw it unfold at that TCU game in Dallas at AT&T Stadium, Wyatt, you realize what a great move this was by the coaching staff again. Uh, you know, I, I, I think back to the days where Jordy Nelson was a defensive back and Marcus Watts was a wide receiver, and I always call it the greatest trade in K-State history, where <laughs> Bill Snyder said, why don't you guys switch side of the ball? Yeah. And Marcus Watts became a great safety for K-State, and Jordy Nelson became an NFL star at wide receiver. Well, this, this reminds me a little bit, Wyatt, there's no trade component in here, but did this coaching staff today... Here in 2022, October of 22, and now into 2023, have said, hey, Keenan Garber might be able to play defense. How awesome is this? Because he has just such natural speed. He understands route running and receivers, and he looks like he's up for the physicality of tackling and playing football from a defensive mindset. You put those things together, and Wyatt, his upside is very, very high. And we can talk about Echo Boido and Julius Brents and the excitement we have for you know, being able to be a draft pick or being an NFL player, making a roster, all those things. I think those are realistic. I look at Keenan Garber and say, why can't he reach those levels? Sure. He needs a little more experience and being put under more pressure in game situations and doing it down after down. But he is such a natural at what he did already with his instincts and how well Joe Klanerman and Coach Malone coached him out there. For him to play at that high level against TCU, I was just shaking my head going, this is unbelievable. And then by about you know, two or three series later, I was going, this is brilliant. This guy can do this. And so excited when I was watching him win uh, the Big 12 Championship in 2022, my mind, why it was completely on what you and I are talking about right now, spring of 2023 all the way into the fall, K-State needs some cornerbacks to step it on up. And now this looks like a strength. Uh, I'm super excited what Keenan Garber can bring because elite speed is awful. Is awful nice to have when you're a cornerback. These receivers beat you on some plays. Yeah, they're going to do it. But what happens when he runs a guy down after he's gotten beaten and still knocks it away or gets an interception? That's completely demoralizing to an offense. Yeah, for sure. Just a couple of names we'll throw out there, too. Remember, Omar Daniels has played a little bit. Justice Clemens, Jordan Wright were uh, red shirts from a year ago, and then they've got a young man... Uh, by the name of Will Lee. So we'll see about that cornerback battle as we move forward. 
We remind you from the freeway to the field and everywhere in between, Wildcat fans trust the friendly folks at Kansas Land Tire and Service for all their tire and auto service needs. Visit thetirestore.com for the Kansas Land Tire nearest you. And looking to freshen up your Wildcat wardrobe, check out Authentic Brand. The original designs and premium quality pieces are just what you need to look your best on game days and every day for that matter. Shop Wildcat gear at authentic-brand.com. Well, a couple of more thoughts here, Stan. Uh, obviously, it's difficult to replace Eli Huggins, Felix, and Udike Uzama. Everybody understands that. But with that said, and and uh, to be honest, a lot of the season last year, Nate Matlack was kind of dinged up. That gave an opportunity to Brendan Mott. I really like the way he responded and played. I think he's got some really good football ahead of him. What are you thinking about Mott and Matt Lack and those types of guys from the defensive end position? Well, I think they're doing a very nice job. Uh, you know, Brendan Mott kind of follows a K-State theme that's happened throughout time. Uh, a young man that walks on and just earns his way on the field and just keeps on going and not only earns his way, looks like a starter and then starts making plays. So I was very, very happy to see how well he played last year uh, from Iowa City, Iowa, you know, those kids are tough. You know, Coach Kleiman loves those Iowa kids. Uh, and we've had some good success with those guys, I would say, when you think about what K-State has done. How about Ben Sennett and what he's done? Well, Brendan Mott may follow that same type of path, uh, ready to go. Nate Matlack obviously came on the scene the year before, last year battled injuries. It's his time, right? Felix Anudike Uzama uh, came onto the scene two seasons ago, and last year was his, was his time to step it on up. And I think that's where we are with Nate Matlack. Uh, Brandon Mott should be able to make some plays for K-State as well. And so it's a position where there are some opportunities for other guys to step up. Can't wait to find out who's going to take the opportunity and be a part of our discussion next year, Wyatt, making plays. Because in the defensive line in modern football, uh, when you're playing three guys like that, you're going to rotate guys through. And so there are going to be opportunities for other guys to step up. But obviously we've got to count on for next season. Nate Matlack, Brandon Mott doing a good job. I want to ask you, too, uh, about Khalid Duke. Because we've seen him play, you know, up front. We've seen him play the strong side linebacker. He is a guy who can be very disruptive when he's healthy. Where do you see him uh, more times than not uh, next fall? Well, I think if you had the perfect scenario, is that whenever you're in a high pass probability situation, you know, we used to just call it uh, third and long, mm-hmm. those type of things, third down pass rushing situations, actually, those are happening nowadays in different situations on first and second down. But just to keep it simple, you know, third and long, uh, third down passing situations, I think he needs to be as close to the line of scrimmage as possible, uh, maybe with the flexibility of being able to put his hand on the ground uh, at one of those defensive end positions, for instance. I think that's where he brings his elite abilities, the ability to pass rush when the other team knows that you're bringing your pass rushers in and still have the speed and strength and leverage points now experience to get past those big offensive linemen, uh, even left tackles. So that's where I think he plays his best football. After that, this is where spring can become a developmental opportunity for him, putting himself out in space and just playing off the ball at linebacker and having to read and move. That hasn't always felt completely comfortable to him, but you don't ever write off that they can't learn to be comfortable doing that, if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, He, I don't put it past him to be able to play off the ball and play a linebacker position down after down after down. That's part of you know, getting older and stronger and understanding and working on the things that the coaching staff does a great job of teaching you. But 
the easy answer is as much as possible, if it's a pass rushing situation, if you bring four guys in to rush the passer or he's one of them, the closer you can bring him to the line to rush the passer, that's where his elite capabilities will really show, I think. And then a final thought, replacing Eli Huggins and others at that nose guard position. We saw D. Hentz play really pretty well a year ago. Jalen Pickle was a guy who could play multiple positions. This time, obviously, Uso Sayamalo got a little bit of a taste last year. I think they feel like he needs to be a guy. And then there's a transfer there in Javon Banks from Mississippi State at that nose position. What about that position to, to close it up here? Well, it's a big question, Mark Wyatt, because Eli Huggins took all the questions away. No doubt. Uh, we talked about rotation, for instance, that you know you need to rotate guys through. Well, guess what? Eli Huggins said, hey, forget 2022. I'm going to act like it's 1965. I don't need to come out. You know, he would battle down after down after down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the ability to you know, move your body maybe just one inch to the left before the ball snapped to get a little bit of a leverage point to c- control a gap. You know, those things are almost impossible to teach, Wyatt. I mean, coaches can't get into just those little battles that go on. There's no bigger war that's more like watching a wrestling match or something. The center and nose guard, there's a lot going on with those guys, and yet you watch ten plays and they all look the same to us. You know, like, oh, okay, those two guys are shoving against each other and battling, and once in a while one gets an advantage or the other. He was just so steady. Uh, he caused a lot of havoc for opponents because he took that center area and even all the way to the guards and basically said, this is not an open area to run. Okay, not because the linebackers are going to be here or other players. No, I am going to control things here and just muck up the middle of the line. And so he still was able to make plays and get past them once in a while and do all that. So that's going to be so hard to replace. So I think you're going to have to do it with more than one person to answer your question. And so having a transfer in and seeing a chance for for Javon to play, I think that'll be good. Can Uso Seomalo? Can he play down after down wide? This is one of the great questions because when you talk about a giant, a different, different looking dude, it's like looking at Georgia's defensive line. If you watch the last couple of years, like some of their guys that have now even trans- gone into the NFL this year, getting ready to go to the NFL, it doesn't look real. It looks like someone drew them in there, double the size of the other guys, and yet they can run and play. He has that capability. So it was awesome last year to see him come in a spark for a play or two and have that long reach and knock down a pass. You know, you remember those plays, Wyatt. But that's totally different than what we saw with Eli down after down after down, battling with that kind of wrestling mentality and playing so hard on every play with optimism like something good's going to happen, when in fact what usually happens, Wyatt, it's a standoff. It's usually just a war that is so important to the defense but after the play's over, you know, you're not in the backfield. You didn't make the tackle. It doesn't look like it's that big a deal. Do you have the same optimism and discipline to go out and believe on the next play, I'm going to blow right through that center and tackle the guy for a loss in the backfield? And even though it doesn't happen down after down, you've got to have the mentality it's going to happen on this play. Eli Huggins could do that like it was no big deal, like it's part of his DNA. So it's a big question, Mark Wyatt. We've taken for granted for a couple of years now what Eli Huggins would bring, the solidness to start with. A lot of the flair and things that can happen on the outside and on the edges on the K-State defense was because the middle was so solid they couldn't go there. 
Yeah. What's it going to be like this year? I think it's one of the big question marks on the team. Yeah. How is the play there, Wyatt? Who's going to fill that role? How many downs are they going to get? But I tell you, the potential of Sayamala. Yeah. If he turns it on, he can do things that a lot of players can't do. And so I just, I'm just hoping that he's in a developmental stage to just understand what he might be able to do if he puts it all together. Very good breakdown there of the Wildcat defense. Next week, we will look at offense to wrap up the spring football season. That's our Wildcat Weekly podcast this week, presented as always by Kansas Land Tire and by Authentic Brand Apparel. For Stan Weber, I'm Wyatt Thompson. Thanks so much for joining us this week, and go Cats! This has been the official Wildcat podcast, presented by Authentic Brand and Kansas Land Tire. The preceding has been a Learfield presentation on the K-State Sports Network. Some people just know there's a better way to do things, like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate, or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. All state vehicle and property insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.